Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fate Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, it's that time to talk about week 12 in the National Football League. I'm joined by Bill in Florida. And before he can get it out there and make fun of me, congrats to Bill. You beat me head to head. I took the Texans against the Commanders. So you have a winning record against me. I don't know how you're doing it, but you're doing it. And uh, overall, we go three, one and one. Both of us had a good week. We'll take that. What were your thoughts on week 11? I really, yeah, Taylor Heineke, I was going to ride him, you know, for the rest of the season, even though he's got Carson Wentz behind him. But, you know, what stood out to me last uh, week when I was watching highlights and everything was the amount of uh, great plays on special teams. You know, the Atlanta-Chicago game had a couple great plays and great returns on special teams. Cordero Patterson had his ninth kickoff return for a touchdown. And then you saw the Patriots won on a punt return. So it was that was what really stood out with me. And the Bucs didn't lose, which was a good thing. But then again, they had a bye. But I really think that's a technicality. So I'm looking for it. Like you said, you know, it's 3-1-1 and this last week. Hopefully we go 5-0 and this week. 10-0 and total since we're not going against each other. So it should be a good week. I like that plan. I like that plan. So let's go through some year-to-date numbers and good call-out on the special teams. The two ones you called out, I bet on them both. Save me on the Patriots, and obviously the Falcons hurt me. But, uh, yeah, interesting stuff there. So year-to-date NFL numbers, away teams are 82, 76, and 6 against the spread. So that's 51.9%. Underdogs, 89, 69, and 6. So they're doing quite well, 56.3%. Home dogs, 35, 28, and 3. 55.6%. The interesting thing is away dogs actually have the better record against the spread. They're 54, 41, and three, 56.8% so far this year. And then the unders, well, they've been a cashing machine most of the year, 93 and 69. However, things are starting to level out there a little bit. The overs have had a good run in recent weeks. Year to date, though, that's still at 57.4%. Your best cover team, the Tennessee Titans, eight and two against the number. Your worst team against the spread, the LA Rams, two, seven, and one against the number. Then your best over teams year to date, Cleveland, Detroit, and Chicago. Your best under teams, Denver, Indianapolis, and Tampa Bay. Then a little fun fact here. If you combine the teams in the NFC East and the AFC East, all eight are above 500. Then if you go to the AFC South, And the NFC South, only one team is above 500, and that's not Bill's Bucks. I think he's only at 500, I believe. Right, Bill? So let's get to the card for this week. And, Bill, lead lead us off with the winner. Who do you got? Well, the first thing I'm going to do is point out that you said 55.6% of home dogs had won this year, and that's the first place I'm going on Turkey Day. Uh, Detroit hosting the Bills, and I've seen it as high as 10, but I've got it at 9 nine-point underdogs at home. The Bills are two and three this year against the spread as road favorites, which isn't great for somebody who, for a team that people say we're going to be the, you know, the AFC representative in the Super Bowl. 
and they still have a banged up secondary. So Amon St. Brown should be able to go off a little bit on them. I don't think the Lions win this. I think they cover the nine or the nine and a half, whatever you can get it at. And a little interesting tidbit on that is that the last nine Thanksgivings, the Lions are six and three against the spread. And also the Lions are three and oh against the spread after a win this year. So I really like the Lions hosting the Bills at nine points. I like that play. I'm a little still I'm still a little surprised that the Buffalo defense is as struggling as much as they are, but like you said, they're banged up. And it's Mm -hmm. tough not to like Dan Campbell. I don't know how good a coach he is, but watching hard knocks and seeing him on the sideline, I just like the guy. I want to cheer for the Motor City Kitties or whatever you want to call them. Uh, So similar to Bill, I'm going to start with a Turkey Day game on my side. And you may know where I'm going. It's primetime Kirk. I believe in him. I'm going Minnesota minus the two and a half over New England. So going into that game against Dallas last week, I said, okay, the Vikings are probably going to stumble in one of these two games. Will it be against Dallas or will it be against New England? Well, we got it out of the way, so I'm not jumping off the bandwagon. The Patriots are six and four on the year. Listen to their wins. They beat the Steelers, the Lions, the Browns, the Jets, the Colts, and the Jets. Not exactly the who's who of the NFL there. And they've already lost to the Bears and the Packers from the Vikings division, that being the NFC North. Minnesota had a bad day on Sunday against Dallas. I get it. That was a one-off, a letdown after a crazy win at Buffalo. Minnesota has been a little bit lucky this year. I get that. But laying less than three at home against the 2022 Patriots, I feel that's disrespect. The Patriots have an excellent D, excellent coach, but it's time to show some purple pride. I'm on Minnesota minus the two and a half. The next, I'm going for a uh, turkey day dessert with the Giants in Dallas. I like Giants here at nine and a half points going to Dallas. The Giants are 2-0 and against the spread after a loss this year, and I think Brian Dable is just like Dan Campbell. I think he's a great motivator. I think he's a, a good coach, and I think you have Daniel Jones and you know Saquon Barkley going to get 100 yards each in this game. I really believe that against that defense, I know. But We'll see on Monday what ha- what I can say. But, you know, honestly, I don't trust Dallas. I don't trust the Dallas's offensive coordinator to put two winning games like they put it up last week in a row. I don't think they can do it. I think Dallas really struggles here. I think they win, but I think I think the Giants cover this game. And I like the uh, Giants going down to Dallas covering that nine and a half point spread. And I two things I wanted to say. I don't bet on, there's two things I don't bet on, and that's primetime Kirk Cousins, and I never <laughs> bet against uh, Bill Belichick. And you, if you've noticed this year, I've never placed a bet against or for the Patriots. And that's because I just, that's one guy, if I had to have the Bucs pick a coach to win one game to save my life, that's the guy I would pick, even though I'm not a real big fan, but you got to give it to him. He's one of the best coaches ever. I'm not going to disagree with you there. I I would pick him to coach my one game too, especially if he had two weeks to prepare. Um, So valid points there. I actually like your Giants pick too. So you're playing both of the dogs on Thanksgiving. I have the favorite on Thanksgiving. Should be fun to watch. Um, I kind of think the Giants might be sneaky to actually pull the upset in Dallas. So I I do like your play there quite a bit. Uh, Next up for me, it's must win time. And I'm going to play the LA Chargers minus the four and a half at Arizona. 
The Chargers are five and five. They've lost back-to-back games to the 49ers and the Chiefs, maybe the two best teams in the NFL right now. And they had the lead in the fourth quarter in both of those games. So they didn't play terrible. Their rush D has been an issue this year. Luckily for them, the Cardinals only averaged 4.2 yards per carry. They just fired their offensive line coach, their running game coordinator. Kyler Murray is unlikely to be 100%, even if he plays. I don't expect him to be as mobile. The Cardinals are just 1-5 at home this season. They give up a ton of points per game. And the Chargers, once again, really need this one. So I'm going to lay the 4.5 with L.A. at Arizona. The next game I'm looking at is the my Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling up to Cleveland. And I really think this is going to be a low-scoring game, mostly because it's going to be 45 degrees with a 19-mile-per-hour wind off the lake. And you said earlier that, you know, the Cleveland was the best team against the over and Tampa Bay was the best team against the under. Well, this time I'm taking the under. I'm going to go with the Bucs and their six-ranked defense. I don't think Tom Brady is going to be able to throw the ball very well. And This is the last game with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. I think the... I really do believe Cleveland's going to cover, but that's not the play here. That's, the play is under 43 and a half. But I think Cleveland's going to get control because they can run the ball so much better than the Bucs can. And I think that they'll even cover. Maybe Tom makes a, maybe 2010 Tom Brady makes an appearance again and leads him to the win. But right now, due to the weather and how hard that uh, it's been for the Bucs to run the ball and how good the Cleveland Browns run the ball, I really like the under here at 43 and a half. I like that play quite a bit, and I'm going to predict right now that will be my card for Sunday. As a when in doubt, play the first half under. I kind of like that one a lot, as you mentioned it. So That's a great play. Uh, my third pick, I'm going to play Cincinnati minus the one and a half at Tennessee. This is offense against defense. The Bengals are now third in scoring, averaging 26.5 points per game after posting 30 points in four of the last five games. And this week, maybe, just maybe, Jamar Chase might return. The Titans have the eighth-best defense, giving up 18.5 points per game, so that's good. They've won seven of eight. The Bengals have won four of five. Both teams are definitely clicking. I should be a believer by now in the Titans, but I'm just not. I know they gave up 30 to the Steelers, but I actually think the Bengals' D might be a little underrated. So I'm going to play Cincinnati minus the one and a half on the road at Tennessee. So my next game, uh, we're going to go down to South Beach and we're going to take the Miami's host and the Houston Texans. And I like the over here. It's a 46 and a half. I feel that's pretty big number for them. But I think because the weather is going to be like 83 degrees, I think the Dolphins are coming off a bye and I think they're going to score a lot of points. It might be a 47 nothing game. That would be nice for me, but that's about it. I think with um, the Dolphins, the last 10 games, the over is five and five, and they're 10 and one as favorites at home, the last 11 games at home. They're the sixth offense in the league, and it's going up again. They're going up against the 18th ranked off defense in the league. I think the, the over is a great play here. This might be another first half over where they come out, they start running the ball, they get the, they get the lead early. They start running the ball. They run the time off the clock. It might not even be an over for the game, but I do like the over total at 46 and a half. 
For your sake, Bill, I hope the greatest show on surf scores the 47 because I've bet on the Texans enough this year. I have no faith on that in them inside the 20-yard line. I love Damian Pierce, but oh boy. Yeah. I, I hope you get that one home. I I I think if the Texans get you 14, you're gonna get there. But uh yeah, I, I I'm gonna hope your dolphins score the 47 so you don't have to worry about the Texans getting the 14. Okay, <laughs> my fourth pick. Uh I'm on the Raiders plus the three and a half at the Seahawks. This is a terrible pick. Uh, Seattle's coming off a bye. They're three and one at home this year. They're coming off a loss to Tampa Bay. So this is a bounce back spot for them. Yet, I like the Raiders. Uh, as Bill will remember from 1977 to 2001, these two teams were actually bitter rivals in the AFC West. And when you think about that, Bill, you may remember the one play I do. I still remember that Bo Jackson game at Seattle where he rushed mm-hmm. for 221 yards. Three touchdowns on a Monday night, including running through the tunnel. Do you remember that one, Bill? I do remember that one. I remember he ran over uh, Brian Bosworth, too, in that game. That was a fun game to watch. Yes, it was. Um, Yeah, so that's my memories of the Raiders and the Seahawks, and I was a Raider fan as a kid back then. Anyway, uh, the Seahawks are giving up over 140 yards per game on the ground this year, and Josh Jacobs is coming off his fourth uh, 100-yard game of the year for the Raiders. I expect the Raiders to find success on the ground and exceed expectations for once on Sunday. These guys have been hard luck losers all year. I think they win the game. So I'm definitely going to take the Raiders plus the three and a half. I like that play. I, even though they're on the road, I still like that play. I think they're fine. They're going to turn it around. I don't think Josh McDaniels is as bad as everybody says he is. I like that play. Um, the next play I'm going to do is a rematch of Super Bowl 50 with the Broncos going to the Panthers and the Panthers are home dogs. And you said that home dogs or home dogs were 55, 55% winners. And I like that stat. Now the Broncos, what surprises me about the Broncos is they've been six times this year. They've been the favorite and they're zero and six against the spread as favorites, but the Panthers as home dogs are three and one. And as dogs that, uh, as in general, they're four and one. I do like the Panthers to cover this spread. This is another one where it's a sad, sad game, but I would rather win the bet than just, you know, say, you know, watch this game because it's going to be fun. I think that, you know, it's going to be an ugly game. It's going to be a very sad game. I just have that feeling about it. But I do think the Panthers could win this. And if they don't win this, I really think with all the injuries that Denver's had and, Somehow, you know, Russ Wilson is now 70 years old or playing that way. I really think the Panthers are going to cover that three and a half. And I see that they've, been, they've moved up. Uh, somebody's been betting on the uh, Broncos, so they moved it up to five. So we'll see. Who knows? It's going to be an interesting game. It's not going to be a fun game to watch. It's one of those ones you put money on and you just turn on the other games. But I do like the Panthers covering that three and a half point as a home dog. Well, I bet on Denver enough this year. I wouldn't play the Denver side. I know that much, but uh, yeah, I I wish you the best with that bet. I do not want to watch that game, but I hope you cash the ticket. Uh, (laughs) My final play, I'm going to play the Washington Commanders uh, and Tyler Heineke, I trust, minus the four and a half over the Falcons. So when the Falcons were the last undefeated team against the spread, I said that I would fade them the rest of the way. And I think since then, I'm 3-0-1 against the number. So no stopping now. The Commander's D actually hasn't given up more than 20 points in a game since October the 2nd against Dallas. 
the offense isn't explosive. I get it. They're still averaging under 20 points a game, but this Falcons D gives up over 400 yards per game. So that should help. The commanders are back in the race. They can make the playoffs potentially. Let's do it. I'm going to lay the four and a half with the commanders over the Falcons. So that's my five. Bill, before we do our recap, uh, obviously I want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving, but any other thoughts on the card or any other comments that you have? I just, I'm just glad you're on the Taylor Heineke train. I, I love that kid. I think that kid from Old Dominion, he's going to be something special in the future. Even though he has, you know, Carson Wentz, uh, former MVP, breathing down his neck. I still think Ron Rivera's got him playing really well. I'm looking forward to this Thanksgiving. I hope everybody who hears this has a wonderful Thanksgiving and enjoys the rest of their weekend. For those of you who have long weekends, enjoy it. Enjoy your family and be well. You want me to go over my? I'll go over mine first. I like go for it. the The Lions hosting the Bills at plus nine. I like the Giants as a road dog in Dallas at plus nine and a half. I like the Buccaneers and the Browns to go under the forty three and a half. I like the Dolphins at home hosting the Texans at forty uh, over the forty six and a half. And I like the sad, sad game of the Panthers and the Broncos. And the Panthers covering that three and a half point road dog or home dog that they are. I like the card, Bill. Next time you talk about the sad, sad game, I'm going to try to get some sound effects to play the violin. I think that would be (laughs) fitting. Um, My five this week, I'm leading off with Purple Pride, Skull Vikings. I'm going Minnesota minus the two and a half over New England. Best coach in the business, but the Vikings get it done. Must win time for the LA Chargers. They cover the four and a half at Arizona. I'm on Cincinnati minus the one and a half at Tennessee. I'm on the Raiders plus the three and a half at the Seahawks. And I'm taking the Commanders minus the four and a half over the Falcons. So last week, once again, we both went three, one, and one. Hopefully we can match that or even improve on that this week. The NFL is a whole lot of fun. And thank you for joining us as always. And remember, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cast some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.